Hi, everyone. Welcome. Bienvenidos to Nicks and Quacks, podcast number 18. This is your host, NRZ, Nick Ramirez. I've got updates, news, information, plus winter driving tips and other timely sound bites as you drive down or up the highway of life and into winter's cold but cozy holiday season. If you have a cold, flu symptoms, get tested. Meanwhile, stay drive, stay home, stay warm, and get your vaccines. Some hot soup or coffee, cuddle up near the fire with your cruise to our destination to meet with family, friends. So drive safe, stay alert, avoid behind the wheel distractions so you can get home because home is truly where you rejoice and make new memories that can last a lifetime. Oops, did I say drive instead of dry in that intro? Okay, sorry, my bad. Anyway, I'm going to start off the podcast uh, with some with some late news. This was dated uh, December the 1st of, of this year, just recently. Uh, Tesla finally delivers its new c- cyber pickup truck to consumers. After a couple of years delay, Tesla live streamed the event in Austin, Texas, Yesterday, which was uh, the last day of November, uh, the 30, 30th, I believe. And the Cybertruck will cost about $61,000, but with buyer incentives could come down to about $50,000. The battery range for the models released was not listed in the report. This past October, the U.S. Department of Justice expanded its inquiry into Tesla's business practices in regards to how far its vehicles can travel on a full charge. The Cybertruck was originally promised to go 500 miles on a full charge, but other news outlets have put the range around 250 to 300 miles based on battery data. Tesla's move into the highly competitive U.S. pickup truck market has excited consumers, but also comes with criticism that fosters doubt. Elon Musk, CEO of Tesla, was quoted, quote, Finally, the future will look like the future, unquote. Musk has also reported said, has said how insanely difficult the vehicle is to produce. Okay, for my next report, uh, this is cites a study by Consumer Reports. Uh, Associated Press's Tom Krishner headlines, EVs less reliable. This, this too was uh, written or published on December 1st of this year. Consumer Reports has found that EVs from 21 to 22, I'm sorry, from 2021 to 2023 had nearly 80% more problems than vehicles powered by internal combustion engines, making them less reliable. The most frequent troubles cited by EV owners, according to this report, were battery and charging systems and flaws in how the vehicle's body panels and interior parts fit together. Jake Fisher, the senior director of auto testing at Consumer Reports, was quoted, This story is really one of growing pains. It's a story of just working out the bugs and kinks of the new technology, unquote. 
Consumer Reports noted that lingering concerns about reliability will likely add to the issues that buyers consider when thinking about purchasing and switching to the new tech. Reflecting that concern, about 3,900 U.S. auto dealers this past week signed a letter to President Joe Biden asking him to rethink what dealers called unrealistic fuel economy and emissions requirements that could require EVs to reach 67% of total U.S. vehicle sales by 2032. The report also noted that plug-in hybrids, which can travel on battery power before a gas-electric powertrain kicks in, are more problem-prone than fully electric vehicles. Fisher points out that plug-ins contain two separate complex power systems in which glitches can arise. Fisher also said that the tried-and-true integrated gas-electric hybrid systems are more, re more reliable than internal combustion engine vehicles because they have been in use for about 25 years and the bugs have mostly been worked out. EVs from 2021 to the 2022 model years had more than twice the problem rates of internal combustion engine vehicles. The rate was 21% for 2023 models, according to Fisher, suggesting that the reliability in general is improving for EVs. Okay, for my next story, United States or U.S. debates severing tie EV industry ties to China. This was written by Anna Swanson and Jack Ewing of the New York Times. This is dated November 30th of 2023. Okay, President Biden's administration is finalizing rules to help companies jumpstart its domestic EV supply chain. Unfortunately, one Texas company halted work on a $50 million project to make ethylene carbonate a chemical used in EV batteries. The Huntsman Corporation new plant started construction two years ago and would have been the only site in North America making the product. However, new facilities in China came online and flooded the market, so the price of the chemical dropped from $4,000 per ton to $700. If we were to start the, up the project today, I'd essentially be, be, be paying people to take the product, unquote. Peter R. Huntsman, the CEO, was quoted as saying. The rules will dictate the extent to which foreign companies, particularly China, can supply parts and products for American-made vehicles that are set to receive billions of dollars in subsidies. The Department of Energy would also use the rules to evaluate applicants vying for billions of dollars in grants for battery factories by giving priorities to companies that do not source their material from risky foreign entities. Automakers have been awaiting the guidelines nervously or with trepidation. Auto industry representatives say car manufacturers like GM and Hyundai, spurred by the new climate law, are racing to build factories in the U.S. to produce materials like lithium, but are years away without material and components from China. Chinese firms sell some of the world's most advanced EVs and the components to make them at much lower prices than competition in other countries. Ford Motors reportedly lost $1.3 billion on EVs in the third quarter of this year, equaling a $36,000 loss on every vehicle sold. Tesla argued in June 
that the coming restrictions on foreign entities should be less restrictive and be confined to major parts like cathodes and anodes, but uh, not various chemi uh, minerals or other parts used to the ma manufacture EVs. Critics who say the restrictions are needed say without the restrictions, it would ensure that US, the U.S. was merely an assembly point for Chinese-made tech and products and leave the U.S. economy highly vulnerable. Okay, for my next story, I'm going to be talking about uh, cruise robo-taxis spending. The headline reads, General Motors cuts cruise robo-taxi spending. This was written in the New York Times on the 30th of November of this year. Amid growing safety concerns, General Motors is slowing the expansion of its cruise automated division, significantly, significantly cutting spending on its robo-taxi operation. The company had plans to roll out the ride service in San Francisco and three other cities. Cruise was founded in late October of 2013 and began testing in San Francisco, but was recently involved in several accidents. In October of this year, Cruise had its license suspended by California regulators. GM CEO Mary Bada was quoted as re recently saying, We must rebuild trust with regulators at the local, state, and federal levels, as well as with first responders and the communities in which Cruise will operate, unquote. Bada also said GM expects to increase its production of EVs significantly next year after encountering lower-than-expected demand and delays in ramping up its EV output this year. What Cruise has accomplished in eight years since we, GM, acquired the company is remarkable, unquote, Bara said. GM bought the Cruise startup in 2016. Okay, my next uh, story is related to the Cruise one. Uh, Cruise CEO co-founder resigns. This was uh, written in uh, the Los Angeles Times on November 21st of this of this year. Last month, Cruise CEO and co-founder co-founder Lyle Voigt announced he was resigning, but declined to state why. But said he planned to spend more time with his family and, quote, explore some new ideas. Cruise is still just getting started, and I believe it has a great future ahead, unquote, Voigt said uh, on X, formerly Twitter. Uh, the next story I have is regarding the UAW strike. UAW ratifies new contracts with big three U.S. automakers. The strike is officially over. Uh, this is reported by Car and Driver on the 22nd of uh, last month, November. After eight weeks, the 2023 UAW strike against Ford, GM, and Stellantis has finally ended. UAW President Sean Fain first announced a tentative agreement with Ford on the 25th of October. Stellantis agreed a few days later, and General Motors finally approved on October 30th. UAW voted to accept the deal several days ago, marking the official end of the strike. Ford's deal cleared first with 69% of workers accepting the agreement. Stellantis voted 70% in favor, while GM barely passed with just 55% of UAW members voting in favor of the deal. The contract will stay in effect until April 30th 
of 2028. Okay, for my next story, uh, this one reads, UAW seeks to unionize Tesla workers, written by Ethan Barron, the Bay Area News Group, on December the 2nd of this year. With a fresh victory against the big three U.S. automakers, UAW United Union Auto Workers now is setting its sights on EV leader Tesla. The powerful labor union announced a campaign to unionize Tesla, the leading EV maker in the world, and a dozen other non-union car companies. The union's goal is to boost wages, benefits, and workers' rights. The union was successful in a six-week strike against Ford, GM, and Stellantis. Tesla CEO Elon Musk is openly anti-union and hostile toward the UAW and is embroiled in a legal case over a 2018 tweet suggesting the workers at Tesla would be stripped of their stock options if they unionized. Many regulatory and legal actions over Tesla's treatment of workers have risen in, re in recent years. Last year, California civil rights regulator sued Tesla, accusing it of paying black workers less, denying them advancement, and allowing them to be subjected to daily racist abuse. Musk dismissed the report as propaganda. Late last month, Musk was quoted in the New York Times Deal Book interview as saying, quote, I disagree with the ideas of union, unquote, claiming they create a lords and peasants relationship between factory workers and executives. In 2017, disgruntled workers at the Fremont, California plant say they had reached out to the UAW because they were forced to work long hours for low pay under unsafe conditions. The UAW campaign to unionize Tesla and other auto, other auto companies comes at a crucial time, said labor expert William Gould. Gould is a Stanford Law School emeritus professor. The UAW, buoyed by its high-profile win at the big three companies, it is nevertheless, quote, surrounded by all these non-union competitors, unquote, that enjoy competitive advantages of operating without answering to organized workers, Boyd said. According to recent reports by CNN, Tesla is facing labor unrest in Europe. In late October, 130 mechanics at a Tesla subsidiary in Sweden began a strike after the company said it would not recognize their labor union. Also in October of this year, German metalworkers union IG Metall claimed more than a thousand employees at Tesla's Berlin factory had joined the strike over issues including blatant safety deficiencies and work accidents. Tesla soon after raised wages at the plant but denied any connection between Tesla's salary adjustments and union activities. Bay Area Berkeley lawyer Brian Swartz, who is suing Tesla on behalf of hundreds of current and former workers at the Fremont Factory said he believes the company has tolerated racism as a strategy to avoid unionization. Musk has tweeted in the past that he endorses the freedom to form a union as well as the freedom not to do so. He was also quoted as saying, The UAW has a track record of destroying productivity so a company cannot compete in the world market. Unquote. All right, for my, uh, for my next 
story. This is uh, regarding gas prices. Gas prices plunge as travelers hit the road. This is uh, from the New York Times, written on the 23rd of November. U.S. gasoline prices fell just in time for drivers as the Thanksgiving holiday began. According to this report, with the OPEC Oil Plus cartel apparently in disarray, they could be even lower by the Christmas holiday. According to AAA, the cost of gas fell to levels not seen at this time of year since 2021. Prices then shot up during the invasion of U Ukraine by Russia. The price for a gallon of unleaded in California was $4.94. The national average was $3.28, about $0.06 cents less than the previous week and $0.27 cents less than a month ago. The, naf the national average for gas at this time last year was $3.64 per gallon. The primary reason for lower prices on gas is the recent weakness of oil prices, which have fallen by more than $15 a barrel or nearly 20% since early September. Demand for fuel has been weak in China and parts of Europe, while production has been strong in Brazil, Canada, and the U.S. Diesel fuel has also come down by about 23 cents a gallon and more than a dollar in the past year. Okay, this next story was a, a high-profile story uh, during the Thanksgiving holiday weekend. Bentley in holiday weekend crash, a luxury car packed with power. This was written in the New York Times. Over the Thanksgiving holiday, a high-profile crash occurred at the U.S.-Canadian border in Niagara Falls, New York. The Bentley is an ultra-luxury model capable of reaching a speed of 60 miles per hour in four seconds. The couple in the car, both 53 years of age, were identified as Kurt P. Villani as the driver and his wife, Monica Villani. The couple, who are from Grand Island, New York, owned several businesses in western New York, were headed to a canceled KISS concert in Toronto before the fatal crash. Cause of the crash had investigators exploring whether a mechanical failure was the problem that led the car to accelerate out of control. Niagara Falls police took over the investigation once it was determined by the FBI that the crash was not related to terrorism, despite initial fears including the closure of several border crossings. The vehicle was shown on video moving towards the bridge at a shocking speed before striking a median and taking flight. The car then burst into flames on impact and shattered, spreading debris over a field. The car was a 2022 Bentley Flying Spur. All right, I'd like to uh, have this next se segment. I call it Speed Bumps. Just a few newsworthy bits of information and comments to leave you with as I wrap up the podcast. The next two are regarding winter driving. For those listeners who are blessed with the beautiful snow, too much snow on your car or truck before you start driving may become a hazard for other vehicles already on the road. Chunks of snow falling from vehicles can crack windshields or worse, cause accidents simply because drivers cannot see out rear windows and back windshields obstructed by snow. 
it is not only unsafe, but illegal to drive with your windows blocked or obstructed. Also, real spare tires. From back in the day, I know, but still. Most hybrid and fully electric cars do not come equipped with the real spare tires. In fact, car makers have not included them in sedans or smaller SUVs for quite a while. Most small cars come with temporary donuts, puncture kits, or use run flat tire. Those are tires that you can continue driving on after a puncture and also rely on roadside service. The Toyota Prius has not included a spare tire since 2016. These types of fixes are better than none, but if you hit a large pothole, split a rim or sidewall, they become useless. Something to think about as you drive this winter. You don't want to get stuck on a mountain road waiting for hours as roadside service comes to the rescue. Be ready, have a plan for your holiday cruise because if you don't, your trip could literally fall flat. Okay, for my next speed bump, it's called Sticker Shock, the replacement cost for a McLaren F1 supercar windshield. Two owners of the McLaren F1 whose windshields cracked during a recent Velocity Invitational at the Northern California event will be in for sticker shock as the cost of replacement for the glass will be pricey. The replacement glass alone costs between 25 to 30 grand each. Plus it will cost another six to eight grand to install the windshield. That is sticker shock. Okay, finally, uh, to all the listeners who notice my little uh, icon on my podcast page, you'll see a little pussycat with a paw with her paw on the windshield. Well, I will say right now, for the record, she is my best friend. Her name is Tequila, and may I proclaim the world's best podcat. Okay, finally. I'm gonna uh, after last after last uh, podcast outpouring of support. I again connected with my uh, sports crazy brother Johnny the Freak, who has selected six picks for this week's NFL games. First off, the lock of this week's game is San Francisco. How can anyone who follows the NFL not pick the Niners? They had two three-and-outs in the very first part of the game in the first quarter, then proceeded to knock out the Philadelphia Eagles 42-19 in a blowout. Again, pick the Niners to not only be in the Super Bowl, but to win it all. Now, the other five picks are, amazingly, all underdogs. The biggest surprise is the Rams over the Baltimore Ravens. Then my brother, also known again as Johnny the Freak, picks the Las Vegas Raiders over the Vikings, the Buffalo Bills over the Kansas City Chiefs, Denver to win against the Los Angeles Chargers, and coming out the beating by San Francisco, he picks the Philadelphia Eagles over America's teams, the Dallas Cowboys.
Well, that does it for this podcast. So for now, as we slip, slide, or glide on the winter roads, please drive safely. Don't get distracted. Have a plan and make sure your family and passengers all stay cozy and safe for your Christmas and New Year's holidays. Oh, I almost forgot. Take care of your windshield. Have a blessed Christmas. Adios, muchachos.